It's an addiction level of caffeine. Oh, a single large cup of Starbucks is addiction level. Okay, yes. so you're saying you should be half of that is what is safe. Yes. I'm going to be cutting down on my coffee. It's an right. artificial form of energy that it just has too many side effects. And I know you love your coffee, but really the question to ask is, does it love you back? Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Now, before we get started, I want you to know my new book is out. It's called The Buddha and the Badass. Firstly, thank you to all of you who supported my first book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, and made it become the number one book in the world on Amazon Kindle. And I cannot wait to get The Buddha and the Badass onto your hands. Now, a lot of people are telling me they love the title, and it's kind of mysterious. What is this book about? Well, here's how I put it, and I'm grabbing it off my shelf right now. I have one of the early copies. I'm so excited. So The Buddha is the spiritual master. The badass is the change maker. You have both inside you. Once you awaken both these archetypes, this transforms the way you work, the way you show up in the world, the way you build your empire. So many of us, we either go deep into spirituality or we go deep into work. What if both of these can be unified? What if the great spiritual masters, if they were alive today, were the ones building companies that could change the world, were the ones who were crushing it at their jobs? And what I put forth in this book is the idea that your spirituality can be brought to work. And when you learn to use these elements of your soul, of your mind, of your spirit, of your consciousness, of tapping into altered states of intuition, you can magnify what you do at work. Now, I was a VP in Silicon Valley many years ago, and I was failing at my job until I went deep into meditation. I was surprised at how I was then able to get promoted in a span of four months, I got promoted three times. And what also happened is that I got so good at my job, I was able to hold down two positions. I was VP of sales and VP of business development for a company with 100 employees because I was that productive. My secret was not optimizing email or learning how to get more things done. It was being able to tap into altered states for flow, for creativity, being able to tap into my mind to visualize outcomes I wanted, being able to connect with people at a deep level. Those strategies I went really deep in over the last 20 years, and I share them in the book, The Buddha and the Badass. The book is nine chapters. You do not have to read it in order. You can read it in any order you want. So pick the chapter that resonates with you. Perhaps it's uncovering your soul print, or it's attracting your allies, or it's activating your inner visionary, or it's building a unified brain, or it's how to bend reality. Now, I know you're going to love this book. You can find out more at mindvalley.com forward slash Buddha Badass. And if you go to that page, forward slash Buddha Badass, there are some incredible offerings. If you pre-order the book, and what I mean by incredible is this, for people who order five copies of the book all this week, and it's only for this week, you're going to get Mindvalley's most advanced and expensive program of the year completely free. The program is called Be Extraordinary at Work. It's a $4.99 program, and it's a six-week coaching program designed to accelerate your performance at work, make you a super performer, and get a raise. Or, if you're an entrepreneur, to double your business. That program is free. So check it out. And now, back to the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast. This is Vishen Lakhiani. 
And today's guest is Dr. Daniel Amen, world-renowned physician, psychiatrist, professor, speaker, and author. We were really excited to bring Dr. Amen onto the Mind Valley podcast because in this specific time in the world today, there's a huge rise in all sorts of fears, anxieties, worries. Now, Dr. Amen is the author of multiple books on the brain, the mind, and his new book is called The End of Mental Illness. And it's how neuroscience is transforming psychiatry and helping prevent or reverse mood and anxiety disorders, ADHD, addictions, PTSD, psychosis, personality disorders, and more. It is an amazing topic and so relevant in the world today. So first, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Daniel Amen. He is one of the foremost experts in everything from emotional issues to behavioral challenges, cognitive problems, learning challenges. He founded Amen Clinics, which has the world's largest database of functional brain scans relating to behaviors, around 150,000 scans on patients from 120 countries. And what's really cool about the Amen Clinics right now is that with new laws related to telemedicine, people who are going through any form of anxiety or fear right now, which is so common, you can basically go to amenclinics.com, A-M-E-N, clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C-S.com, and book a virtual appointment. It is incredibly cool in terms of the services they provide. Now, Dr. Amen believes that brain health is central to all health and success. His work is dedicated to helping people have better brains and therefore better lives. His patients love him. His clinics see around 4,000 patient visits each month. They continue to grow. He is a distinguished fellow of the American Psychiatric Association and a pioneer in brain spect imaging. In fact, get this, this blew me away. His research on brain imaging was ranked number 19 out of the top 100 stories in science in 2015 by Discover Magazine. So he's the author of 80 professional articles, seven book chapters, over 30 books, including the number one New York Times bestseller, The Daniel Plan, and Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Magnificent Mind at Any Age, Change Your Brain, Change Your Body, Use Your Brain to Change Your Age, Unleash the Power of the Female Brain, and Healing ADD. He has written, produced, and hosted 11 popular shows about the brain. He has spoken at the National Security Agency, the National Science Foundation. His keynotes are energetic, entertaining, and inspiring. And we are so delighted to have Dr. Daniel Amen on the Mind Valley podcast today. Thanks for having me. Really honored to have you on the podcast. The topic we're going to talk about is so relevant to the audience. We're going to talk about the bright minds concept. So after looking at all these brains, I came to realize that when your brain works right, you work right. And when your brain is troubled for whatever reason, you have trouble in your life. And it's such a simple concept, but very few people ever think of it. Your brain is the organ of learning, loving, and behaving. When it works right, people work right. They're happier, they're healthier. Why? They make better decisions. Your brain is the organ of decisions. They're wealthier because they make better decisions. They're more successful. I got to scan Tony Robbins, which was really great. And then we did a Facebook Live and I'm like, you teach software, but in order to run software, you have to have hardware that works right. 
when your brain is troubled for whatever reason, you're sadder, sicker, poorer, less successful. So if you want to have an optimized life, you have to have an optimized brain. And a long time ago, I realized if you want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it, if it's headed to the dark place, you have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. And we know what they are. And I write about this in the end of mental illness and people go, oh my God, that's such a big promise. What do you mean? Well, based on our brain imaging work, mental illnesses are in fact not mental. They're brain. When you get your brain right, your mind follows. But psychiatrists are the only medical specialists that virtually never look at the organ they treat. So it often doesn't make me popular with my colleagues because I'm like, why would you guess when you could look? And the imaging just taught me so many things. But to make this really practical for your audience, what I think would just be great if we could touch on each of those 11 risk factors, how to know if you have them, and then just some simple things to do. And ultimately, brain health is three things. Brain envy, you got to care about it. Freud was wrong. He was about two and a half feet too low. I've actually never seen a case of penis envy in my 40 years of being a psychiatrist, not one. But I've seen a whole bunch of people not having the right amount of envy for brain health. And so you have to fall in love with your brain because it does everything for you, right? You can transplant your heart and still be you. You can replace a limb and still be you. You can transplant your liver, your lungs, your kidneys, and you can still be you. You can't transplant your brain. And at the point they may be able to do that, you will not be you. So first step, fall in love with your brain. Second step, you have to stop doing things that hurt your brain. We're going to talk about it in this Bright Mind strategy. And then the third thing is do things that help your brain. So care, brain envy, avoid things that hurt your brain, do things that help. Now, how do you know the list? And that's where Bright Minds comes in. That's 11 letters, Bright Minds. As I'm listening to you, I realize how little we pay attention to the brain. We don't see it. And it seems most people I know care more about the look of their biceps and their triceps than they do about the health of their brain. We tend to pay attention to what we can see. And obviously we can't see our brain because that's like perceiving ourselves. So it's so relevant what you're saying. It's so important. And I can't wait for you to explain to us the bright minds concept. And from what I understand, when we understand these 11 points, it helps us treat the 11 major risk factors that you say steal our mind. Our brain is the source of our mind, but these are the risk factors that reduce our brain functioning and therefore steal our mind. It's exactly right. It's like, so why don't we care about our brains? Just like you said, we can't see it. I live in Newport Beach, California, where we have a lot of plastic surgeons. 
And just like you said, we care more about our faces, our breasts, our bellies, and our butts than we do our brain, which is insane. And in 1991, when I started brain spect imaging, that's the imaging study we do at Amen Clinics, I didn't care about my own brain. And I'm a double board certified psychiatrist, and I was the top neuroscience student in medical school. And I just didn't even think about it. I mean, it's crazy. And then when I saw my brain, it wasn't healthy because I played football in high school and had meningitis when I was a young soldier and had a lot of bad habits. My brain at 37 sort of looked like I was 60. And my 60-year-old mother had a stunningly beautiful brain, but she also had great habits. And that's when I developed brain envy. I wanted her brain. 30 years since, that's all I do is I think about how to have a better brain and teach my patients and the people who follow me how they can have better brains too. And so the big lesson I learned and my most popular book ever was Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, because that's the message of my life. You can make it better and with a better brain comes a better life. So that's the hope. It's such, such a hopeful message. No matter what your age, you can make your brain better. You just have to avoid things that hurt it and do things that help it. So the B in Bright Minds is for blood flow. Low blood flow is the number one brain imaging predictor of Alzheimer's disease. It's also associated with schizophrenia, depression, and ADHD. Why do you want healthy blood flow? It brings nutrients, but just as important, it takes away toxins. And so healthy blood flow is critical, and SPECT is a blood flow study. It looks at blood flow and activity. But if you don't get a scan, how do you know if you likely have blood flow problems. If you have erectile dysfunction, it's actually pretty common. According to one study from Harvard, 40% of 40-year-old men had erectile dysfunction, which means 40% of 40-year-old men have brain dysfunction, 70% of 70-year-old men. So this is no small problem. It's correlated. So you're saying blood flow leads to not just erectile dysfunction, but also brain dysfunction. Right. If you have blood flow problems anywhere, it likely means they're everywhere. If you drink a lot of caffeine, caffeine constricts blood flow to mm -hmm. the brain, which is why on the day of scans, we tell people to hold the caffeine because we don't want to see it artificially lower. Nicotine, high blood pressures. Blood pressure goes up, blood flow to the brain goes down not exercising. So having a sedentary lifestyle, you're likely to have lower blood flow. Okay, do I have any of those risk factors? A lot of caffeine, nicotine, smoking, hypertension, erectile dysfunction, any form of heart disease. My dad has atrial fibrillation, which is an abnormal rhythm to his heart, which can affect blood flow. And so know the risk, and then what do you do? Well, one, you get rid of all those risk factors. So limit caffeine, get rid of nicotine. If you have high blood pressure, be serious about getting it treated. Start exercising. My favorite, I have two. I walk like I'm late. So whenever I do meetings for work, I'm always walking. 
you know, people want to be on video conferencing and I'll do that a little bit, but mostly right. I'm walking because it just wakes up my brain and helps me. And table tennis, it's the world's best brain game because what? you got to get your really? eyes, your hands and feet all working together while you think about this spin on the ball. Brand new study out on Parkinson's disease. So one group, they let them walk. The other group, they did table tennis. The table tennis group showed significant improvement in symptoms. Now, what about apps, apps like Lumosity? There's a huge industry of apps that say that they help brain functioning. Lumosity probably being the most popular one. What is your take on that? Well, we'll talk about that under R for retirement uh -huh. aging. Okay. I just did a podcast with Julianne Huff on dance and how dance is an amazing brain exercise. Unless, of course, if you drink when you dance, it sort of ruins right. the benefit. Ginkgo. I'm a huge fan of Ginkgo. Why? The prettiest scans I've ever seen are people who take the Chinese herb Ginkgo. Foods like beets rosemary, oregano, cayenne pepper, also increase blood flow. So know if you have the risk factor, here are the simple things to do about it. The end of mental illness, I go through this in great detail. The R in bright minds is retirement and aging. So the B is blood flow. So we're now going to the word bright, then we'll go to the word minds. One question on blood flow. So I love my coffee. I take two and a half cups a day. What is too much for coffee? An average cup of coffee has about 100 milligrams of okay. caffeine. So that's eight ounces. A venti Starbucks has 330 milligrams. I think any more than about 150 milligrams can have a negative effect on the brain. Okay. So it's it. like a cup and a half of an eight ounce. So 12 ounces a day is probably fine. But people use it often because they're sleep deprived. And it's an right. artificial form of energy that it just has too many side effects. And I know you love your coffee, but really the question to ask is does it love you back? Are you getting from it? I mean, I don't know if you've ever looking been at my cup right now. <laughs> I question that. So wait, you said a Starbucks venti, that's the large size in Starbucks, for those of you who are not part of the cult, that is around what, 12 ounces? No, it's more like 24 ounces and 330 milligrams of caffeine. It's an addiction level. Oh, a single large cup of Starbucks is addiction level. Okay, yes. so you're saying you should be half of that is what is safe. Yes. I'm going to be cutting down on my coffee. I want to just expand on, you know, you love the coffee. Does it love you back? That's a question to ask with whatever you love. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a bad relationship. I've had the good fortune of being in a couple of bad relationships. And I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm not doing it with food or with vices. I only want to do things I love that love me back. Mm. So there's that mind shift that is just so important. That's a great tip. So we just finished B. Let's go on to R. 
the R in Bright Minds is retirement and aging. When you stop learning, your brain starts dying, literally. And that's why new learning, which is why I was so excited to do your podcast, because that's what you guys specialize in, is new learning, is so important to keep your brain healthy and young. There's other things, and in this section, it's really what promotes aging. So for example, if you have high iron stores in your blood, everyone should know their ferritin level. Ferritin is a measure of iron storage. And iron, when it's low is a problem, it promotes anxiety and you think you have ADD. But when it's too high, it promotes inflammation, heart disease, and premature aging. And I inherited the gene that stores iron. And so I donate blood a couple of times a year just to keep my ferritin levels healthy. And this is where new learning, so apps like Lumosity can be helpful. Of course, if you drink when you're playing the apps, it's not going to work. But learning a language, learning new information is just so important to keeping your brain young. I is inflammation, which comes from the Latin word to set a fire. And when you have inflammation in your body, it's like you have a low-level fire that destroys your organs. And many people know inflammation is associated with arthritis and cancer, but they don't know it's associated with depression, dementia, and autism. And so how do you know if you have inflammation? There's some simple blood tests. One is called C-reactive protein. The other is the omega-3 index. And Vishen, I just have to tell you, I think it's about 90% of the population now is low in omega-3 fatty acids. And it's just so bad for us. It just means so many of us are inflamed. How do we get access to omega-3 fatty acids? Fish, the best source is clean, sustainable fish. I'm going to have salmon for dinner when I'm done. But, you know, I just take a really high-quality fish oil every day. And I make sure I have fish at least once a week. My friend Cyrus Raji, who's a superstar scientist, published a study that people who have grilled or baked fish once a week actually have more gray matter in their brain. And, you know, I'm not all that thrilled about the gray hair, but I want as much gray matter as I can get. Fish once a week, and we can also take fish oil supplements. Fish oil supplements, I'm just a huge fan of that. I did a study on 50 consecutive patients, Damon Clinics, their omega-3 index, 49 of them had suboptimal levels. Wow. And then and I published another study that showed your hippocampus, which is a major memory structure in the brain, was also smaller. And I'm guessing anybody can visit the clinic if you're in the United States and have one of these studies done, right? You bet. Even during the pandemic, we're scanning because mental health problems are not going on vacation. How many locations do you have in the U.S.? 
I have eight and soon to be nine clinics on the East Coast, New York, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, and then Chicago, and then Bellevue, Washington, San Francisco, and two in Southern California. Inflammation, fish oil, probiotics. Interestingly, getting your gut right decreases inflammation. So diet is just so important. And there is a linear correlation between the number of fruits and vegetables you eat a day and your level of happiness. So if you have eight servings of fruits and vegetables a day, Uh you're happier than six, and six is happier than four, and four is happier than two. So there's a linear correlation between fruits and vegetables and your levels of happiness. Yes. Now, does this also apply if, so I take supplements. I take a lot of supplements. I eat a lot of veggies, but I also take a lot of supplements. Does that correlation still apply to supplements? Not that we know of, although I actually own a supplement company, BrainMD, and I'm a huge fan. And I started it because when I started looking at the brain, I realized some of the medication I prescribed was not that good for your brain. And in medical school, they taught us first do no harm use the least toxic, most effective treatment. And we're just getting ready to launch Happy Saffron. (laughs) So saffron, which is the world's most expensive spice, turns out to be good for your mood. There's 17 studies with depression. It's been shown to be helpful for PMS, also for memory. So you got mood, memory, PMS, eye health, and even has been shown recently to help your weight. During this pandemic, I take it, just to manage the level of stress. We've looked at BRI, blood flow, retirement, inflammation. What's the G? Genetics. People don't think about genetics the way I think about it. Genes load the gun, but it's our behavior that pulls the trigger. So, so many patients say, well, I'm overweight, because of my genes. And it's like, no, it's because you have bad habits. Your genes made you vulnerable. My genes say I should be fat. I have brother and a sister who are morbidly obese, but I'm not. Why? Because I don't give in to the behaviors making it likely to be so. Mm -hmm. I have a friend, Lisa Gibbons, whose mother and grandmother died with Alzheimer's disease. And when she was 50, she went through a period of depression after a breakup. And when I scanned her, her brain was clearly headed to where her grandmother and mother's turned out. But she's so smart, she just did everything I asked her to do. And 10 years later, her brain's fuller, fatter, healthier. So G is know your genetic risk factors, then get involved in prevention as soon as possible. So a lot of people think that you can be cursed with bad genetics and there's nothing you can do about it. But what you're saying is if you know the risk factor, today's medical science can find ways to correct that. Right. That's the lie that they tell us. Now, there's some things that, you know, if you by random chance or however you think about it, my granddaughter has a genetic microdeletion syndrome that gives her seizures, and that's not her fault. But we found on a ketogenic diet, a specific low-carbohydrate diet, her seizures were dramatically better. Even though you have genetic vulnerability, there's very often things 
you can do about it. And it's not a lot when you think about it. It's like, are you, which of these risk factors do you have? And then what can I do to prevent it? What are the things that can trigger seizures? Head injuries can trigger seizures. So that's the H in bright minds that we're just getting to is head injuries. Low blood sugar can also trigger seizures. And that's why a ketogenic diet, it would be good to do research on that because what it does is it settles down erratic brain cell firing. So you're saying ketogenic diets can reduce the odds of seizures? Absolutely. And in one study from Johns Hopkins, it reduced seizure frequency by 50%. And for a lot of people, their seizures went away. Medication can be important, but you always want to get away with as much as you need, but as little as you need. And that's where if we can institute a ketogenic diet or modified ketogenic diet, that may be very helpful. And then I like supplements like magnesium. Magnesium is one of my favorite supplements along with GABA. GABA helps to sort of quiet. It's called an inhibitory neurotransmitter because it helps to calm things down, but doesn't make people feel drunk. How can we find a good source of GABA? We make something at BrainMD called GABA Calming. We also have magnesium chewables that can be really helpful for people. If I had epilepsy, I would be doing all of these things because epilepsy is just teaching me my brain is vulnerable to these storms that happen in the brain. There's also a treatment called neurofeedback, which was actually initially developed on cats and it found it decreased seizures. And so it's been done for children who have seizures for a long time, but we also do it for adults. And SPECT, when it was first developed, it was developed for seizures and strokes. You could see the overactive area, and then we could train people how to calm it down. And I just brought up BrainMD's GABA calming support. You can find it by just Googling GABA calming. BrainMD by Dr. Daniel Amen. So that's the one you were talking about. And I see it contains GABA, lemon balm, magnesium, vitamin B6, and L-theanine. All things I just love for my patients, especially during a pandemic when people's anxiety is really high. And if you think of epilepsy, it's always made worse with stress. It's also made worse by the S. The S is sleep, which we'll get to. Getting back to bright minds, the H is head trauma, which often will trigger seizures. Your brain is soft about the consistency of soft butter. Your skull is really hard and has sharp bony ridges. Mild traumatic brain injury ruins people's lives. And nobody knows about it because they go see psychiatrists and never look at the brain and they don't go, oh, when did you hurt your brain? That's a really good point. People forget about that. You're right. Let's go on to the T. T is toxins, so prevalent now. Alcohol, marijuana. I've published multiple studies on marijuana showing it has a toxic effect 
on brain function. I know people don't want to hear that. I get hate mail when I say it, but I have no dog in the fight, right? If you smoke pot, I'm more likely to see you rather than less likely to see you. It increases the risk of psychosis 450% in teenagers. It increases anxiety, depression, and suicide in the 20s for teenagers who smoke pot, but also other drugs, environmental toxins like mold, general anesthesia of all things. My assistant, Karen, who I love, had to have an aortic aneurysm repaired. It's an eight-hour cardiovascular surgery. And she was just different when she came out. And I had scanned her when she first came to work with me and she had this big fat brain. And after the surgical procedure, it was so much lower in activity and blood flow. And so we worked to repair it, but things like chemotherapy, heavy metal toxicity, almost all the airplane pilots I see have toxic looking brains because of the gasoline fumes, uh, professional racers, all of this can have a negative impact. So you always want to be detoxifying. So I'm not a fan of, oh, I'm going to do a two-week detox. I'm a fan of you do a lifetime detox because why do you ever want toxins in your body? And so always supporting the four organs of detoxification. Water, because it helps to flush things through your kidneys. Fiber, flushes toxins through your gut. Get rid of the alcohol and eat brassicas. They're detoxifying vegetables, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli, kale, and then sweat, either with exercise or saunas or both. So right by me, I have a sauna. And during the pandemic, everybody's been going in it every day because there's some evidence that, you know, above 135 degrees kills the virus. But it triggers sweating. And in a study from Finland, people who took the most saunas actually had the lowest incidence of Alzheimer's disease. So that's the T. The M is mental health. You still have to train your mind. You have to get your mind right. And this is where I talk about killing the ants the automatic negative thoughts that steal your mind. And I never knew this. They should have taught me this when I was in second grade. It's like, hey, Daniel, you don't need to believe every stupid thing you think. I have 25 years of education and nobody taught me to manage my mind. So the simple exercise we do is whenever you feel sad or mad or nervous or out of control, write down what you're thinking. And then just ask yourself if it's true, if you absolutely can know it's true. And I don't know about you, when you were a teenager, I was really good at talking back to my parents. But nobody ever taught me to talk back to myself. Just because you have a thought has nothing to do with whether or not it's true. So learning how to evaluate and assess your mind is just so critical to ending mental illness. Amazing. So let's summarize the bright, okay? It's blood flow, retirement, inflammation, 
And under inflammation, you mentioned C-reactive protein, the importance of omega-3. You mentioned genetics, that's the G. Know your genetic risk factor and know that you can prevent it. You spoke about head trauma. And finally, you spoke about toxins, alcohol, marijuana, environmental toxins. And now we're going to mental health. That is the M in the word minds. Right. Just before you get off the ANTS, ANTS stands for automatic negative thoughts, right? Could you just speak a little bit more about that? Like, what do we do with these negative thoughts? And I'm also interested, because I'm sure the audience might be wondering as well, I know that your clinic does telemedicine now. For people who have really severe negative thoughts, is there a solution? Is there something they should be doing? Absolutely. And we'd be happy to talk to them and walk them through the process of a good assessment. So we can actually diagnose and start treatment for at least people in the United States just over video conference. Really never been done before in the history of medicine that we've been able to do that. The reason I ask is because of what's going on right now with coronavirus and with people being under extreme social distancing, I'm already hearing about friends of friends who have gone into a depression. One friend of a friend just committed suicide. So I know that some people really could use some support. And I just wanted you to briefly talk. I don't want this to sound like an advertisement, but I think it's important now. I want you to just briefly mention the services that the Amen Clinic can provide for people who are in extreme need. Well, thank you for asking. And for people, and I hear it all the time from people contacting us, that whatever you had before this started, the chronic stress of the pandemic likely has escalated it. But there's hope. The pandemic's going to end. But in the meantime, we can evaluate you. So for people who come to the clinic, we do a very detailed history. We talk to them for hours on the phone. We get them to fill out our checklist. So we actually can predict what the scan would look like. I have a brain system checklist. And then based on what we see, we're always evaluating the four circles of people's lives. So what's the biology? That's where bright minds comes in. What's their psychology? That's the ants, the automatic negative thoughts. What's the social circle? And the isolation is making that much worse for many, many people. And then what's the spiritual circle, which most psychiatrists never talk about, afraid to talk about. But for us, it's what's your deepest sense of meaning and purpose. So why are you here? Staying home and being isolated, you're actually being heroic because you're not spreading this virus, which is just so sneaky. 50% of people have the virus don't have symptoms. So it's a very sneaky disease. But with all of the information, with the history, we can actually do cognitive testing on computers over video conferencing. We can give you a diagnosis. Oh, he has bipolar disorder, or there's an addiction or post-traumatic stress disorder, and then give you a treatment plan. And in our minds, we usually don't think of medication first. We're really good with medication. It's just not the first thing we think about. We're always thinking about first do no harm, 
what are natural ways to heal the brain, but we have all the tools in the toolbox to help people. That's amazing. Okay, now for those of you who are in the US, if you are in, I cannot stress this enough, if you find that negative thoughts are really hurting you right now and you feel helpless, visit amenclinics.com or call 855-408-1017. Okay, and you can find information at amenclinics, A-M-E-N, clinics.com. Thank you. So let's move on to the I. I, this is so important during a pandemic, it's immunity and infections. You know, I never knew how important this one was going to be, immunity and infections, but we know people have autoimmune disorders where their body is attacking itself, have a higher incidence of brain health, mental health issues, and infectious disease is a major cause of depression and dementia. And nobody talks about it. So, for example, Lyme disease is rampant in the United States, and neuro-Lyme is associated with anxiety, depression, brain fog, and dementia. Mm -hmm. So strengthening your immune system, I mean, how we're going to beat the coronavirus is your best defense is your immune system. So how do you strengthen it? You want to know and optimize your vitamin D level, where 80% of the world's population is low in vitamin D. There's some new evidence that if you're low in vitamin D, the coronavirus is more likely to hit you hard. And so we measure vitamin D and then we optimize it. How can we get access to vitamin D? What are the things we should be taking? So you get vitamin D from the sun, but the dermatologists won. They made us afraid of the sun, even though we evolved or were made in the sun, and now children are inside playing video games all day, their vitamin D levels are just terrible. And so try to get sun, and if you can't because of where you live, take extra vitamin D3. So I take 7,000 units every day. And that keeps me at a high normal level. And at a time like this, I want to be at a high normal level. We're not going out as much. And we're not going out as much. And if you have darker skin, you actually need more sun to get healthy vitamin D levels. So for example, African-Americans who go from the American South to England end up with a higher incidence of mental health problems because they were in the sun a lot and now they're not in the sun hardly at all. And it crashes their immune system. Especially now with the pandemic happening, you said we have to focus on our immunity. Vitamin D is one. What else should we be looking at? Probiotics because your gut houses about 60% of your nervous tissue. And so gut health becomes very important. And then certain foods like garlic, onions, mushrooms help boost immunity as does zinc and vitamin C. And sleep, we're gonna get to sleep in just a minute, but sleep is just incredibly important when it comes to strengthening your immunity. And comedies, 
I, I just can't stress this enough. Turn off the news. Do not watch the terrible news 24-7. That will make you sick. There's this great book. It's one of the reasons I became a psychiatrist. It's called The Anatomy of an Illness by Norman Cousins. I think it was published around 1978 or 1979. He was the editor of the Saturday Review, and he had an autoimmune disorder called ankylosing spondylitis. He had just great pain in his spine. His body was attacking his Mm -hmm. spine. And he found none of the meds worked. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to do something different. He locked himself in a hotel room with 500 hours of comedies and just laughed for weeks. And at the end of the 500 hours, he didn't have the illness anymore. Where you bring your attention determines how you feel. And so laughter is so good. So during the pandemic, we're actually making a point of at least twice a week to watch a comedy and just watched Meet the Parents. It was hysterical. I love that. Right. That is good for your immune system. Amazing. So the important thing to keep in mind is vitamin D, probiotics, foods such as garlic, onions, mushrooms, zinc and vitamin C, sleep and comedy. There you go. Fantastic. Now, let's go on to the N in minds. So the N is neurohormone abnormalities. When your hormones aren't right, think of them like miracle grow for your brain. And these hormones, thyroid, insulin, testosterone, DHEA, estrogen, progesterone for women, are critical brain hormones. And when you have a head injury, it often will lower all of them. But as we age, they tend to go down. Knowing your hormones is absolutely critical to keeping your brain healthy. And you see these bright minds, we're actually bringing lots of medicine to mental health. And that's how we're going to end mental illness, by getting you physically healthy along with killing the ants. So for hormones, no measured them, and I think at least on a yearly basis, and then optimize them. And one way to optimize testosterone, for example, and people think, oh, that's the male sex hormones, way more than that. Yes, it's involved for men and women with our libido, but it's also involved with mood, memory, motivation, and strength. When it's low, people often get depressed. And so getting it healthy is critical. And for meals, how can we optimize that? So the first thing to do is kill the sugar. Because if you get a sugar burst, it drops testosterone by 25%. So if you share the cheesecake with your honey at the restaurant, nobody gets dessert when you get home. I'm so glad you said that. Mindvalley has been launching active social awareness campaigns against brands like Coca-Cola and Nestle to get them to be more responsible about advertising food products that contain sugar. It's everywhere. It's in so many processed foods. It's even in McDonald's grilled chicken. 
I know. It's it's like, why do you have sugar in grilled chicken? Because it breaks it down so that you really don't even have to chew it. And that's why they call it fast food, which then leads us to D, which is diabetes. Mm -hmm. D is this very toxic combination of high blood sugar and or being overweight or obese. And according to JAMA, 50% of the U.S. population is diabetic or pre-diabetic. Now, these are the people that don't survive the pandemic. We know diabetes is a risk factor. This is something serious here. You're saying 50% of the U.S. population is diabetic or pre-diabetic, and this is something that's going to affect their health if they did catch COVID-19. If you are in this risk group, what should you be doing? Well, one, you should be doing whatever you can to get out of the risk group. So you should be doing all these other bright minds strategies. We're talking about boosting your immune system. So type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disorder where your body basically attacked itself and damaged your ability to make and use insulin. That we're not going to fix with lifestyle changes. You fix that with insulin. But type 2 diabetes is often secondary to poor lifestyle choices. And so many of my patients can make it better by, one, seeing type 2 diabetes as an emergency. You can't play with this and get on a bright minds diet. In the end of mental illness, I have a chapter called Food Made Insanely Simple, which is basically you kill sugar and the foods that quickly turn to sugar, bread, pasta, potatoes, and rice. And if you do that, think of a plate, think of my lunch today. I had a steak salad. It was awesome. But 70% plant-based foods, 30% high-quality protein, a lot of healthy fat mixed in, that's the kind of diet that will help really treat your type 2 diabetes better than any medication. Don't go off your medication, right? Be smart. But food is medicine or it is poison. And mission, I published these two studies. I'm about ready to publish two more on massive number of patients, on 20,000 patients. As your weight goes up, the actual physical size and function of your brain goes down. And it's linear. I looked at people who were healthy weight, overweight, obese, morbidly obese, and the healthy weight had healthy blood flow, overweight it was less, obese it was less, morbidly obese. And it was virtually every area of the brain. It horrified me. As we gain weight, our brain functioning goes down. As we lose weight, we actually improve our cognitive functioning dramatically. Correct. I mean, it's an epidemic proportions here in the U.S. With 72% of us overweight, 40% of us obese. It is the number one public health problem after the pandemic and will kill way more people than this pandemic will kill. Wow. That's shocking. 72% of Americans are overweight, 40% obese. Shocking. Well, this is a country where 
two of the most glorified and celebrated companies are McDonald's and Coca-Cola, right? I mean, the entire economic system is based on making you put dangerous substances in your body. Well, in the end of mental illness, I have a writing device. I just imagined if I was an evil ruler and I wanted to create mental illness around the world, what would I do? Well, I'd give power to companies like Pepsi and Coca-Cola and McDonald's, and I would have them advertising to children. And, you know, when you get kids to eat healthy, when they're raised on packaged food, well, they don't want to because the packaged food companies hired neuroscientists to make foods with the perfect crunchiness, aroma, meltiness, saltiness, they have hijacked your pleasure centers for their monetary gain, clearly not for your benefit. And we have to say this is just not okay like you're doing. And it's hurting immunity. And in this time right now, today, 10,000 Americans have now died of COVID-19. In this time right now, we need a war against sugar and fake foods. And, you know, the end of mental illness is going to begin with a revolution in brain health. And that's why I'm so grateful you had me on the podcast, because, well, how do we create a revolution? We got to have revolutionaries, you know, people that are passionate about saying what's happening is wrong and we can do better. And it gives you this bright minds roadmap because you don't want to be overweight and diabetic. The consequences are dire and people just aren't serious enough. And too often in seven minute office visits, the family practice doctor who's putting you on metformin is basically saying, well, you should eat right and you should exercise and you should talk to a dietitian. And oh, by the way, here's your drugs. Let me see you in four months. And that's just not going to do it. You have to become we call them brain warriors. You need to be armed, prepared, and aware because you're in the fight of your life. And it's way bigger than this pandemic. This pandemic is going to be over, you know, whether it's this year or next year, it's going to be over. The obesity pandemic is not going to be over because we're just not serious. We're about giving everybody insurance, and I think everybody should have insurance. But not insurance that does the same medicine that has got us in to the mess we're in. We need a revolution in brain health. Wow. Let's go on to the S. So the S is sleep. When you have chronic insomnia, sleep apnea, or you're taking sleeping pills, it increases your risk of brain health and mental health issues. Sleep apnea all by itself triples the risk of Alzheimer's disease, increases depression, and makes it really hard to lose weight. I can actually see the damage on the scans we do. So we send a lot of people for sleep studies just to get them the evaluation they need and the treatment. And ultimately, there's all sorts of strategies in the book but if you want to avoid anything that hurts your sleep, like blue light after dark, a warm room, a noisy room, television on, I mean, bad habits, and then things to promote sleep, 
like hypnosis, sleep-enhancing music, meditation, magnesium, melatonin, theanine. There are all sorts of ways. But the most important thing is make it a priority, especially during the pandemic when you're not commuting to work while you just got two extra hours. Give an extra hour for sleep. And unfortunately, we discriminate against people whose sleep rhythm is not consistent with the lark. So the lark are the people that are up early. For some reason, they won. In American society, school starts early, work Mm -hmm. often starts early. But what if you're a night owl and you just naturally are better at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night and the morning hours are terrible for you? And it's a genetic thing. But we discriminate against night owls and children who get just on average one hour less sleep than their peers have a higher incidence of depression and suicide. So sleep is really critical. Right. I cannot emphasize this enough. If you aren't getting enough sleep, it is going to affect your cognitive ability. I think Tom Rath in the book, Eat, Move, Sleep said that if we simply get 90 minutes less sleep than we actually need, our cognition goes down 30%. And he emphasizes that that's like starting your workday having down the pint of beer. <laughs> yeah, no, there's another study I talk about in the book that soldiers who got seven hours of sleep were 98% accurate on the range. Those that got six hours of sleep were only 50% accurate on the range. And those who got five hours to sleep were 28% accurate. And those who got four hours of sleep or less were only 15% accurate. They were dangerous. If you want to have a better brain tomorrow, sleep good tonight. Amazing. So, Dr. Amen, that was amazing. This was honestly one of the most mind-blowing podcasts that I've ever had. And I love the way you've taken the 11 major risk factors to our brain and broken it down into a really simple process for us to remember, bright minds. I repeat, the bright stands for blood flow, retirement, inflammation, genetics, head trauma, and toxins. The mind stands for mental health, immunity, neurohormonal abnormalities, diabetes, and sleep. There was just so much information there. Thank you. This was highly valuable. And I just want to give a big shout out to your work. We already mentioned Dr. Amen's clinics. You can find that at amenclinics.com. And I want to stress, if any of you are going through extreme negative thoughts right now, please don't blame yourself. It is a difficult situation we are in, but it is important that you do understand that you need to get an expert's help and help is perfectly normal. And you want to call Amen Clinics at 855-408-1017 if you're in the U.S. If you're outside the U.S., you can now book a virtual appointment. I also want to emphasize Dr. Amen's new book, The End of Mental Illness. You can find it at endofmentalillness.com, endofmentalillness.com. The subtitle of the book is this, How Neuroscience is Transforming Psychiatry and Helping Prevent or Reverse Mood and Anxiety Disorders, ADHD, Addictions, PTSD, Psychosis, Personality Disorders, and more. Daniel, would you just tell us 
who should be reading this book? What are the triggers or the factors we might be going through in life right now that would make this book important to us? I think if you are struggling with traditionally what people think of as mental health issues, anxiety, depression, ADHD, OCD, and addiction, this would just be a great handbook for you. Or if you love someone who is, or you're a mental health professional, it will transform the way you think about and treat your patients. Amazing. And I also want to emphasize, if you order this book from endofmentalillness.com, there's a really attractive bonus package. Now, Dr. Amen did not ask me to mention this. I'm mentioning this because we at Valley support his work and we want to make our audience of 13 million people more aware of his work. If you get the book from endofmentalillness.com, this is what also happens. You get his special PBS package, including all his best shows, Healing ADD, Change Your Brain, Change Your Body, Memory Rescue, Feel Better Fast, you get 50% off BrainMD. BrainMD is the website where you want to go to buy some of the supplements that we have recommended, such as the GABA supplement. And so you get that at 50% off. You get a 10-day Brain Boost cookbook. You'll notice how important eating the right foods are. And just for fun, you get beautiful Bright Mind posters. So check it out, endofmentalillness.com. Dr. Amen, this was an amazing podcast. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word. I am grateful to share with you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave us a review. Tune in next week. Share this with friends and family because this is so important in this time. I know this is a longer than normal episode, but as you can see, it's highly, highly, highly valuable. I'm going to make sure my mom, my dad are all listening to this episode. And please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're using. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week on Mind Valley. And keep in mind during this time of coronavirus, be sure to follow Mind Valley on Instagram at Mind Valley. We're going to have tons of content available, including actual video from this episode. If you want to have a visual way of learning from this podcast, follow us on Instagram. We'll put up links to the YouTube video and we'll also put videos on Instagram TV. I'll see you there. Thank you. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.